Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Tigers win as Tommy Tanks walks it off with a two-run bomb into left field. You got to look. <laughs> Listen, we got to have a couple conversations here. Number one, first and foremost, Paul Skeens is absolutely ridiculous tonight. Throwing seven, getting you out of multiple jams, throwing third or having 13 strikeouts on the night, completely dominating the night. Gavin Duga, a double away from hitting the site for the cycle. He almost did for the cycle backwards as he led off the game with a home run. So massive win. Tigers take game one and it's a big deal because you don't have to go into your bullpen tonight. You can save them for the rest of the two days as you'll take on what is a really bad Mississippi State team. A really bad Mississippi State team. They are not good at all. They are not good at all. So we'll, we'll break down the game. Uh, here tonight, did some amazing things. Skeens is just unreal. And and look, <clears throat> you and I have had these conversations, right? We've had them all season long. All season long about Paul Skeens. We, we are going to have a very serious discussion tonight about him. Guys, he, he might be the best LSU Tiger to ever do it on the mound. And I know that that is a lot of, look, I know that's a lot for me to say because um, you had uh, Ben McDonald, Aaron Nola, and others, but I just don't think that they um, that they were this. Nick Rizzuto says, how are you take, uh, taking up for Jones tonight? You mean the two walks that he had? I mean... I don't see you saying anything about Cruz. You got to get off Jones, man. He's hitting 330 with 14 home runs. You got to get off that take. It's horrible. Anyway, we'll get to a couple comments. Logan Diggs. Logan Diggs uh, is in Baton Rouge tonight. We'll talk about some of the guys that Jay, that Jay Johnson, that Brian Kelly is hosting this weekend, trying to add some um, – running backs, and something that Brian Kelly told Wilson Alexander that we need to discuss about that position, uh, it's absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. So, look, I, I mean, I'm writing this down so I don't forget. You might not, You might need Logan Diggs more than you think. You might need Morgan might need Logan Diggs more than you think. Uh, Brock Boudreaux on YouTube says, is Skeen having the single best season of any LSU player ever? Uh, it's hard. I think he's getting up there. Uh, I think, I mean, Todd, look, Todd Walker had a couple of years where he, I think, what was it, his freshman year, he had like 420-something home runs, and he had, I think he had 100 RBIs. So uh, that that's tough. That's that's tough. Um, but he's up there if he's not already eclipsing it. Uh, Alex Cormier on YouTube says Tommy White is the best hitter on this team. Well, that's it, tough. He is right now. He is right now. I mean, with with Cruz in the slump. With Cruz in the slump. Uh, Brian Parent Jr. says, should we be concerned with Dalen Cruz, bat, or am I just overthinking it? You're overthinking it. 
because look, he he can be in the slump. He can be in a slump for another week, another two weeks, but eventually he's going to come out of it. And you probably like him to come out of it around Hoover, around uh, the re- around regional play. I, I'm not worried about Dylan Cruz. I'm not worried about Dylan Cruz because he could go out there tomorrow and absolutely smash and be out of it. Eventually, he's going to get out of it. So, whoever said that, Brian, remember remember Blake said this. I'm calling it. Dylan Cruz will be out of his slump by the end of the weekend. I'm calling it. Big J. Cole says, not having to dip into the bullpen tonight was massive. Absolutely, it's massive. And look, right now, right now, okay, you are on the chase for Arkansas. So, Arkansas... Um, Beat South Carolina tonight four to one. So you're a half game behind them. So you're going to have to continue to win. And that Auburn loss does not look that bad right now as they're about, they're a couple outs away from being in a situation where they've won their fourth straight SEC series. Auburn beat Ole Miss 16 to 4 today, earlier today, and right now in the top of the seventh is five to one Auburn. Uh, and we'll go around the SEC here tonight, get you updated on some of those scores. Uh Bailey Jones says only one man can save the Oakland Athletics is Paul Skeens. Well, he I don't he ain't getting to Oakland. I don't know where Oakland picks, but I, I know Pittsburgh picks first. I don't think he's getting past number one, man. I just I can't at this at this exact moment I cannot see Paul Skeens getting past uh, Pittsburgh and look as Jay has said and, and look we'll get into this I guess we could we can do this uh, everybody do us let's let's stop and we'll because we need to talk about uh, Paul Skeens let's uh let's let's do this let's uh, get our quick break let's talk about our friends over at Bet Online and then let's uh, get into it all um, so let's do it. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. If you're listening to us on Facebook, like, share, notification bell, all that good stuff. Same on YouTube. You guys are killing it for us on YouTube. We're constantly gaining subscribers. If you're listening to us right now and you haven't subscribed, do us a favor. I had s- still continue to get people to ask me what's the charge for subscribing on YouTube. <laughs> Nothing. It's free. You don't – come on. I mean, like, I, I don't even know how you can be in this century and, and ask that question, but nevertheless – Hit that subscribe button, notification bell. Hit the like button. Helps us with that algorithm. If you're listening to us on TuneIn app, SiriusXM. If you're listening to us on podcast. And now, officially, if you're watching us on any smart TV that you have at home, we'll give you those details the next couple of weeks. But everybody, check out the Believe Believe Sports uh, TV. Wherever you have a smart TV, we'll give you those details. So we appreciate all of you joining us here tonight. Let's talk about Bet Online. We're back in 30 seconds. Don't touch that dial tone. We got a lot to talk about. We're talking about Paul Skeens first. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. With over 65 years of experience. We're back! (laughs) Oh, God. All right, so we need to have a very serious conversation about Paul Skeens. Um, Look, we've already talked about it. This isn't anything new with him. But I am going to tell you this. To me, and look, this might be me. This could easily be in a situation where recency bias is a thing, and, and I understand that. 
it's very difficult for me to remember or have seen anybody on the mound at LSU better than Paul Skeens. I would make the argument, look, Dylan Cruz has been fantastic, is fantastic. So has Tommy White. So has so many other of the elite players that have touched down in Baton Rouge and put on that purple and gold. For me, I don't know if anybody has ever done it better than Paul Skeens right now. Guys, he's more than likely, if he, God willing, stays healthy, he's going to break the all-time single season strikeout record at LSU. He's going to beat Big McDonald. He had 13 tonight, 28 strikeouts in the last two games. Let me repeat that. He has had 28 strikeouts in the last three in the last two games. And it's not like Auburn is a slouch. As we just mentioned, they are up on Ole Miss. They beat Ole Miss once tonight, and they're already leading in the seventh. If you're listening back to on this on video, they may have already won. The part that I just want to continue, Paul Skeens went seven innings tonight and was completely dominant. He gave up one home run. Okay, yeah, I, I get it. He left something up. Yeah, okay. Well, he gave up a earned run. Even when sometimes things around him, this is what we don't talk about Paul Skeens ever. When things around him break down, how he reacts, and he doesn't get flustered, he doesn't get rattled, he, he's in a situation where in the top of the seventh, you have a Gavin Dugas, which really I guess you could call it on Jones because of the stretch, him you know missing that. But you have an error, you have a, a bloop single. The Clark didn't even know where it was going. And you have runners on first and second. So what does Paul Skeens do? He comes out and gets his 13th strikeout. Four pitches. And then he gets some help from his defense. Trey Morgan with an exceptional catch out in left field, banging up against the wall. He He throws it back in. Runner didn't tag up in time. And double play. And that's the game for Paul Skeens. The first six guys that he saw tonight, strikeout, strikeout, strikeout looking, strikeout looking, strikeout, strikeout. He was dominant. He was absolutely dominant. And then to come in the third, he just gives up a ground ball. He walks a guy, then gets two more strikeouts for seven and eight. He comes into the top of the third. He gets uh, uh, top of the fourth. He gets Ledbetter, fly out to left field. He gets a strikeout. Then he gets a, then Skeens, we get another strikeout to Jordan. You come into the top of the fifth. He gets his 11th strikeout with Clark. Then a 1-6-3, the one that banged off his leg. And then he gives up a single, and then he gets a 4-3 put out. He's exceptional, man. Everything that he does, every single thing that he does is world-class it's just hard for me to imagine anybody and and look again recency bias could be a thing and I get that I just don't know if there's anybody better than him and I know that after him you have questions so does a lot of people you saw the ERAs tonight they've risen in the SEC every single year Since, what was it? I don't even remember the stat that they put up. But every single year, the strike zone has risen. While, and for Paul Skeens, the strike zone is shrinking, and this is what he's doing. Normally, when you have guys throwing that hard, their all-speed stuff is not as efficient and good as his is. Paul Skeens will be the reason you win it all. You mark that down right now. You mark that down right now. Do you need guys behind him? Yes. Well, what he did for you tonight and you not having to go to the bullpen, now you the arsenal, the arsenal is open for everybody for you to get this sweep. And like I mentioned, you're chasing Arkansas. You're a half game back. A half game back on Arkansas. So... Where Arkansas has you or has South Carolina this weekend, 
next weekend, they go into a situation where they have Vanderbilt. You got to do things. But back to Skeens, he deserves to be the first overall pick. And I don't know. I, I just don't know if you can if, – if you're Pittsburgh, can you honestly say – can you honestly look at your fans and, and, and those guys in that organization in the face and say to yourself, I, I passed on Paul Skeens? It's insane, man. And look, he got a lot of help tonight at the plate, and good for him. Mississippi State, we talked about talked about it during the week. They stink at the play. Uh, they stink on the mound. They had six guys coming into it tonight, hitting above three hundred. They hadn't been slouches, but it looks different because Paul Skeens dominates everybody. His off-speed stuff, he was five, you know, he's a five-pitch dude. Everybody keeps saying he's four-pitch dude, but then tonight he comes out there and then three times uh, throws that two-seam and the just chaotic sinking action that it has. The dude's got movement and he's got absolute cheddar cheese coming out of his right hand. Oh, and by the way, if you think that you're going to dominate Paul Skeens when he's got that power stash, you're wrong. That man's stash has magical powers. It's like Thor's hammer. He who is not worthy cannot have Paul Skeens' stash. Okay? That stash could be on Chuck Norris' face. It's so magical. Paul Skeens does not do push-ups. He pushes the earth down. One time, a snake bit Paul Skeens, and after four days of excruciating pain, the snake eventually died. Okay? He is the most interesting man in the world. Oh, and if you need him to, he can fly a fighter plane and mark everybody. <laughs> but a massive win tonight uh, for the Tigers. Love what they did at the plate, man. Love what they did at the plate. Y- you come up, you get a home run by Dugas in the first, a double uh, by Tommy White. You go into the second, and this is where it really opened things up to start it all off, is you get a walk from Jared Jones. Let me stop right there. I know Jared Jones went 0 for 3 tonight. But he had two walks in there and took some really good hacks. I like Jared Jones because normally what what would have happened to start the season, Jared Jones would be 0 for 5 with three strikeouts and a hat trick, but he's 0 for 3 with two walks and saw a lot of pitches. I like that from him. But he would walk. Brayton Jobear would get a home run into right field. Thompson in a back-to-back jack situation. Hits one out to left. Uh, Dugas would triple. Morgan with the RBI sack fly. Cruz would strike out, and then you would come back into the third. White would fly out. Beloso would walk. Uh, 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 Joe Bear would single in the center field. Um, let me get. Let me see some. Oh, here it is. You come into the bottom of the sixth. So Lynn Rollins had talked about this uh, a couple of days ago, or a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the the sixth inning is m- always massive for the Tigers. This was LSU's sixth inning. I know that Malazzo's single, what was that guy doing at short? Uh, Mershon from Mississippi State. Like, what are you doing? Nevertheless, Malazzo needs to give Jay Johnson a signing bonus. I will say this every time I come on the show and we talk exclusive baseball. Alex Malazzo's career has absolutely changed for the better because of Jay Johnson. Malazzo would single, Dugas would single in the left field, uh, bunt single by uh, Morgan, RBI walk by Dylan Cruz, RBI single by Tommy White, RBI sack fly by Beloso, Jones would strike out, Joe Bear would pop out uh, to second, then you uh, pop out to uh, the catcher. Coming to the seventh inning, you get a single by Malazzo, single by Dugas, two RBI single by uh, Morgan, and then an out by Cruz, and then a two-run home run that walked it off for Tommy, the man, Tanks. 
Massive night for you tonight. And you go into a situation where you 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 can use anybody you want at any given moment this weekend, and you go for the sweep. You need to sweep them. You need to sweep them. I know it's something that we talked about on Wednesday exclusively and a lot. I want to see you sweep Mississippi State because the likelihood of Arkansas sweeping South Carolina and Vanderbilt are not that likely. Now, you go to Georgia next week, or you got to play Georgia next weekend. If you're LSU, I'm much more favorable of playing those two teams that you're playing now than what Arkansas has to do, but you're you're trailing behind them. Uh, Bayou Bengals, let's get to a couple comments, says, it does suck that he struck out so much, but walking to get on base is just as good as a single just get on base. Well, earlier in the year, he would strike out way too much. He wouldn't walk. And so, I don't care that he's 0 for 3. I, 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 you know, I don't care about that. I care that he's getting better, and you can tell that he's getting better. Ryan says, stash him and dash him. That grounder hit off his calf. Didn't even phase him. No, not even phase him. The ball had to get CPR. Uh, Bayou Bengals says, why South Carolina had to fall off this late? We needed them to beat Arkansas this weekend. Well, it's only one game. We'll see how it goes. We see how it goes. Blaine Smith says, the number one team in the MLB draft can't go wrong with Skeens or Cruz. So, look, and we just we just talked about this. It, you're, you're right. Blaine's right. You cannot go wrong with Dylan Cruz or Paul Skeens. But I think Paul Skeens might be the best guy to ever do it on the mound. And like I mentioned, recency biased, sure. Ding me on it. Put it in the comments. Blake, you, you know, this guy, this guy, and this guy may have had a better career than Skeens. I get it. Career, cool. You're right. Can't argue it. It is what it is. Best pitcher to ever put on the uniform and pitch for LSU, in my opinion, Ben McDonald included, is Paul Skeens. Because I don't think Ben had to deal with the same amount of adversity that Paul Skeens did in the sense of that the strike zone is much tighter. you got a lot of dudes, a lot of major league players that will be or that you see every weekend in the SEC. Not saying that, that Ben didn't. He did. But I just think the game is bigger and better now than when Ben faced it. I think you agree with that. I think you agree with that. I think the guys in Major League Baseball, you would agree with that. When you have 16 of the potential top 20 dudes in this draft coming from the SEC, oh, and by the way, Paul Skeens has struck out 14 of them. Okay. <laughs> one of them not being Langford, and the other one not being Dylan Cruz. And if you want to throw Dylan Cruz in there because he struck him out in an inter-squad game, it's fine by me. But I think that you know and I know that what we're seeing on the mound every Friday night from Paul Skeens, stash or no stash, it's the best thing that we've seen in LSU baseball, man, in such a long, long time. And what's crazy is his counterpart and Dylan Cruz – even though he might be slumping right now, he's still one of the best to ever do it too because he's not going to be in this rut much longer. Hell, he could go four for four against Mississippi State tomorrow, and, we, and we're like, oh, well, Cruz is back, but we should have known. We all knew that. We were, nobody, nobody was worried. Two of the best guys to ever put on that uniform and play for a play for the Tigers, without question. I just like like for example though, I don't know how many of you in here watch or follow Major League Baseball. Pittsburgh's a, has a pretty dang good team right now. Paul Skeens would make more sense in a scenario where, like Jay said earlier in the year, Paul Skeens could have the potential. Now, this is Jay saying this. 
get drafted and find his way on a major league roster at the end of the year and help a team down the stretch. Well, I'm going to tell you, Pittsburgh might be a playoff team. Pittsburgh might be a playoff team. As crazy as that sounds. Skeens is ready right now, man. He's ready right now. And what's so wild about all of that is early in the season, I'm I'm old enough to remember that we were questioning why isn't Skeens going both ways. You should know by now. But I know that recency bias may you may think that I'm there with that. I don't think that I am. I just think that Paul Skeens is the best pitcher that we've seen in LSU in an LSU uniform. I think he's the best pitcher we've seen in an LSU uniform. And I know that's massive words to say, but how else how else are you going to describe it? You know, in some instances, in some instances. He doesn't have the impact of a burrow, but when you're in the season, when you're in the season and you saw Joe and you see Paul Skeens, man, to be real with you, the impact obviously is different. The impact obviously is different. But I don't know if they're not in the same level of what they're doing, it, it's insane, man. It's insane. He's going to have – guys, if if LSU goes on a long season stretch, he can get to 250 strikeouts. Like, he could push 250 strikeouts, which would be nuts. Would be nuts. Trey, I get what you're saying about Nola. I get what you're saying about Nola. He says here he agrees for one year. It's ungodly. But Nola went 34 and 3. Aaron Nola has absolutely nothing on Paul Skeens. And I am an Aaron Nola homer. But I, I, I'm real enough to know it does not matter. If you can't look at Paul Skeens, by the way, Nola didn't deal with this strike zone, didn't even remotely deal with this strike zone. ERAs aren't the same, hit it's not the same. Strikeouts aren't the same. ERA's not the same. I think I said ERA. Whip's not the same. War's not the same. Nothing's the same. Walks per nine innings aren't the same. He doesn't he he doesn't throw harder. The breaking stuff for Nola, yeah, I mean that changeup is filthy. You're gonna tell me that slider for Skeens in? I get what you're saying about the career. The career is one thing. But Joe Burrow's the best LSU football player of all time, and he did it for two. Of all time. I, I don't I, I I don't care what anybody tells me, man. And I'm a I am a Nola Homer, man. Homer. But you can there's not a there is not an LSU fan on planet Earth that can convince me right now that Skeens is is not better than Nola. You can't do it. Like Skeens would have to give up 57 runs <laughs> for me for me to start believing that. Oh, and by the way, by the way, Nola did not have that stash. He didn't. I know Paul wouldn't let him grow facial hair which that's the only thing I hated about Maneri, man. He did he wouldn't let guys have facial hair until the very end. Just not like why? I I I, I don't get it. Uh Andrew Paulson Martin says Skeens' fewest K's in a game is eight in a rain shortened South Carolina game. He is a cheat code off of MLB the show. I know, man. And and Paul's up, quote me if I'm wrong here. Um, what didn't he only go like four four innings? Wasn't it? I think he only went four innings. So, yeah. Uh, Chance says Travinsky and Skeens got stash game going. 
I got in t- I got I I'm gonna try to get Hayne Travinsky on the show next week. I'm gonna try to get Hayne Travinsky on the show next week. I love me some Hayne Travinsky, man. Paul's up says, "Yeah, it was only four innings." So I, I mean, look, w- what we are seeing is un- like y'all said, it's ungodly. And Jay's right, man. We might not ever see this again. But going into Hoover, going into a regional, super regional, going into Omaha, if you get there, I know that Paul's only one man and it can only go so long. But when he is out there, you are by far not even remotely close the best team in the country. What? Not even, not even close. It's not even close. Uh, Trey says that Blake Joe Bear looked really comfortable with the play tonight. I agree with that, Trey. You're right on that. He said, with what he did last year, I truly believe he deserves to stay in the lineup. Um, yeah, man, he looked really good. He's looked good. Look, let's call it what it is now. Let's call it what it is. Joe Bears had a pretty damn good three weeks now. He was hitting two. He was hitting. He's back to, if y'all remember three weeks ago, he was back to that 250 average. And he's been, he, look, <laughs> he's had some pretty, he's had a pretty decent little run now. Um, home runs obviously down, but he's not starting every day. Remember last year he had 18. Was he at at nine now? Eight or nine now? Um, but yeah, I, I, I like Paxton Kling, and Kling is obviously a part of your future in a, in a big way. I just don't – I wouldn't start – look, I don't know how y'all feel about this, but at this part of the season, if guys are going to struggle a little bit, I would let Joe Bear work out of it, and that's what Jay did. you got to let Joe Bear go tomorrow with the way that he performed. And look, we are th- halfway through the show here, and I haven't talked about Gavin Dugas once. What a night. What a night. Back-to-back weeks, or back-to-back games, rather. First fastball down the heart of the plate that, Gav- that Gavin sees, it gets sent into the upper atmosphere and gets sent out of there. He is one of the most dangerous leadoff dudes in the country. Because of what I mean, instantly coming into the game, you're down one nothing. Gavin had, did good tonight in a lot of different aspects. I don't really, I don't really blame him on that error. I think that might be the first error that he had all year. Um, I don't look. If any of you play first, Jones has got to wait to stretch there at the uh, at, later at the end. I don't know how much I'm going to put that on Gavin, but. It's still an error on him. It's still an error. Uh, Tommy White. You know what's what's crazy is we all know that Tommy likes to take the ball the opposite way. Tonight, he was really wanting to get the pull fest on. Obviously, hit the home run at the end of the game to give you the 10-run the rule on Mississippi State. And then in the first inning, he had that double down the left field line. So he was really massive tonight as well. Overall, fantastic performance. Um, let's continue to duplicate it against a team that is not good at all. Guys, Mississippi State's just not a good team. And now you go into a scenario where games two and game three, you've had those struggles. Now, what do, what do they do in game three? I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Ryan with a $2 super chat. He says, Skeens is like Verdlander with Maddox control and movement. Thank you for the super chat. Just a reminder, if you do send in a super chat, your comment goes up to the very top. We'll get to it next. Brock says, Nola was an absolute dog, but this is basically Gorilla Ball Part 2 and Skeens is still dominating. I agree with that. I agree with that. Levi Oakman says, I saw Brian Kelly tonight. Man, 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 hey, can we, did y'all see, did y'all see, uh, 
Uh, Brian Kelly on the town TV screen tonight. My man was enjoying him some peanuts, huh? My man was going to town on them ball peanuts, huh? Which, by the way, I wouldn't mind me some boiled peanuts, man. We, I might, I might boil me some boiled peanuts. I might boil me some peanuts tomorrow, man, on Ben's birthday. Father A Bear says, "I was at the game tonight. Clean? Question mark. Why no clean? Well, I think because of uh, uh, Joe Bear. I think because Joe Bear was just so dominant. And normally, clean doesn't come in until um, the eighth or ninth, anyway, for defensive purposes." I think if Joe Bear would have gone up to the plate and gotten a hit and gotten on base, you would have seen clean. But, I mean, the run rule normally takes him out. I think the last five performances for clean came uh, when he entered the seventh or eighth inning. Uh, Blaine Smith says, I totally agree with you, Blake, about Skeens having greatest season ever by a pitcher. I don't think y'all heard what I said. I don't think y'all – I'm not talking about season. Y'all ain't listening. I'm not talking about season. I'm talking about he's the best ever. Maybe. I get careers. I get it. I, I look. I, I. I'm with you. I'm with you. Rip me alive in the comments. Do what you got to do. But I, I. I can't. I mean, look, man. You were seeing. You were seeing an MLB ace. You were seeing guys like uh, 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 more than Nola. You're seeing a Verlander. You're seeing a Strasburg. You're, you're, I, I name them. You're seeing a Garrett Cole. Like, that is who he is. Like, the elite of the elite. Aaron Nola is an, a perennial all-star. But the Verlanders, Coles, those dudes are... The Groms, those dudes are next level elite. And he is next level elite. Hate me for it. I I, I don't care. Uh Levi says um that Alex Box atmosphere was awesome. Wasn't that your first I think guys, I think that was Levi's first game. First game in the in the box. Good on you. Good on you. Anthony had 13 tonight. He had 13 strikeouts. All right, let's scroll back up. We'll get to a couple more of these. Get to a couple more of these. Uh, Trey says, Gavin Dugat looked great. He finally looks healthy. Shout out to Trey Morgan. He goes unnoticed. Yeah, he absolutely goes unnoticed. Absolutely go unnoticed. Let me do this. Um, so, look, I mean, we talked a lot of baseball, 40 minutes uh, of baseball here tonight in the postgame. Let me do this. Let's let's recalibrate. I got a transition of football. Logan Diggs on campus. Why Brian Kelly needs another running back. Why LSU wants another running back. Um, things maybe getting a little question, having a little question marks on um, this running back room. We talk about it next. So I'm about my good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer all applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. So, Wilson, our good buddy, Wilson Alexander from The Advocate, um, got to talk with Brian Kelly this week as Brian Kelly made his rounds. If you don't subscribe to The Advocate or don't aren't able to read Wilson's article, I think that you should find a way to go do it. But basically, basically, Logan Diggs hit the portal a couple weeks ago, and it's a guy that we have um, really uh, been looking out for. He's going to Ole Miss, he's going to South Carolina, and now he is in Baton Rouge on his official visit. 
We've talked about this running back room. They had a little bit of um, a situation where they didn't have a lot of depth this spring. Some guys were left out, like Josh Williams, but I don't think they want to, con- you know, want him to have uh, boatloads of contact. I think Josh Williams, you know this, and I know this is going to get a lot of rotation this upcoming season. Definitely coming off of what he did the following season, barring that he stays healthy. We know about Noah Kane and what he can do and how we've seen him progress. But then after that, we do start having some question marks. Now, I'm taking the freshman out of it for just a second, and then I'll bring him in in this running back room. John Emmer's no longer with the team, or at the current moment, is not with the team. Now, he's on the active roster. Maybe he can come back. This is not sourced. Like, I, I'm not saying what I'm about to say is not me, like, trying to break news or anything like that. This is strictly opinion. I just don't know how good I feel about John Emery playing another down at LSU. Now, he could and he could come back and he could be fantastic. We all know the ability that John Emery has. But, I, I, I mean, guys, how many times are we going to go through this? Right? And then now you're you're coming back with a or or now you have a coach that's coming back to the media and saying yeah Armani Goodwin had a little bit of a slight setback John Emery's out and then now you have Logan Diggs the portal who is actively in Baton Rouge right now and I just don't know if Logan Diggs is going to want to leave after this weekend we'll find that out as him and his mother and his mother's been you know, actively a part of this. She's been with him all the way um, through this process. But with John Emery and potentially Armani Goodwin being out for at least right now, you kind of need to go into the season probably adding another back. You know Frank Wilson. I know Frank Wilson. You know what Frank Wilson wants to do on the field I know what Frank Wilson wants to do on the field. He's going to want to rotate backs in and out of there. It's how his career's always gone. It's how he's done at LSU, and really and truthfully, it's how he did it last year as well. I think Logan Diggs makes a lot of sense. Now, I don't know if Logan comes in here and starts. I don't know if he's your day one guy. We'll find that out. You got a little time to find that out. And the same concepts, the same things that Brian Kelly wants to run Logan Diggs has already been a part of because not only when, with Brian Kelly when he was at Notre Dame, but Tommy Reese ran a lot of the same stuff and a lot of the same verbiage may and probably will be the exact same. So it's not as if that he's got to come in here and learn everything new. Now he's got to learn you know, his new position coach, maybe some new verbiage on what Denbrock calls it. Have at it. It is what it is. But taking the freshman out of it for just a minute, you kind of really do need Logan Diggs if you're going to go running back by committee. Now, if you enter the freshman into this conversation with Trey Holly and Caleb Jackson, I'm with you. You have a solid backfield adding Diggs even into that mix. I just think that you need him. I think he gives you a security blanket. I think he not only... From a health and depth standpoint, I think he gives you a security blanket from what he can do in the past game. But last year, Josh Williams got hurt. Noah Kane was hurt at times. Armani Goodwin obviously got hurt. John Emery is continuously missing games. And are you going to be in a scenario where if all those guys were to go down and don't say that it can't happen because it literally happened a season ago, are you going to be in a place where you're going to rely on two freshman backs? No, you can't do that. I did make some, you know, some texts throughout the game tonight about Logan Diggs just to get a quick feel of how they're feeling, LSU's feeling, and I think LSU feels good on this one. I'm going to continue to stay on my projection on Logan Diggs. If you haven't done so already, go to our message board, AYSSnetwork.com. Sign up today. I- I'll give you something in, uh, tomorrow with Logan Diggs. But I do feel confident at where they sit. I also feel confident that Logan Diggs could, and I said earlier that he I don't know if he'd be a star, but I do feel confident that 
if it came down to it and Logan Diggs your starter, I'm not worried about that. Now, do I think he is? No. But is it okay if he is? Also, yes. Also, yes. And it's another hometown, homegrown dude that wants to, if he does choose to come here, wanted to come back home. And adding a thousand yard, uh, a thousand yard back, or thousand total yard back from a season ago, guys, that's a massive win for you. It is an outright massive win for you to be able to get that kind of production into an offense that is third in the country in returning production. I mean, I know it doesn't go for your coming back returning production, but from a college football perspective, that's pretty big. Alabama, Florida State, they didn't add that production offensively. And Tyler Buckner was not that productive. Now, Florida State is the number one team in the country in returning production. Something to keep an eye on. I like where we stand. Trey Patton says, for Ben's Spider-Man birthday, $19.99 Super Chat. Thank you, Trey, for sending us the $19.99 Super Chat. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, we got the... uh, Let me see this. Let me see if I could show you guys this on. Uh, uh, God dog it. The uh, bouncy house. Yeah, that's the bouncy house at our house. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Can he swing from a tree? Yes, he can because he's Spider-Man. Don says, good Lord, please stop. Who's trying to oppose you, my friend? You just keep going. Digs, digs, digs. What? I don't even know what you mean. Guys, can y'all tell me what he means? Because I don't know what that means. Don, if you don't like it, bud, you could leave. Ryan says it actually it's actually a need to get uh to get digs. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. I don't know what Don Juan was trying to say over here. Brandon Reese says getting Logan Diggs would be a huge get for BK and Frank Wilson. Yeah, close it out like your Margona Rivera. Pierce Lee says, did you see? I saw this. Uh, Dustin Hill uh, finally show up at FSU. You think they still land Coleman too? I do not. I do not think they land Coleman, but I've been wrong before, but I don't trust anything coming out of Florida State. Brock says, I know you hate to lose him out of the pen, but what do you think about Gidry as the Sunday starter? I like that. I like that a lot. Wilk says, Don is confused. Yeah, confused about what? I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what he's saying. I never said anybody was opposing me, I don't think. No, I just told you what Brian Kelly said. Maybe you caught the the bad end of it there, Don. Ryan says, can't wait to see pictures of Ben uh, Ben for his birthday. Yeah, it's going to be crazy, man. It's going to be nuts. Eric says, he had too much dust on them crawfish earlier. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, everybody keeps telling me this about the dusted crawfish scenario. By the way, hit the like and share too. Like and share, hit the comments. But everybody keeps telling me, oh, well, the, the seasoning melts when you, you know, you take it out of the pot and you put it in the ice chest and you dust it up and they the seasoning melts. It melts in the shell, buds. It's like basic science. Do you remember eighth grade chemistry class? on what happens to things and food when you boil it. You dust, I mean, you're seasoning the shell. We're not eating the shell. 
I'm like, what are y'all doing? And your finger's going to swell up. Your finger's going to look like Vienna sausages. Maybe even hot dogs. Some of you, some of you out here got long-ass fingers. Some of you got Vienna sausages. I don't know what you'd call these. I feel like I got big hands. I got, I, I, I got man hands. <laughs> That's 10-inch hands right there, they said. That's what the combine says. Uh, Trey Patton says, BK and staff are still pushing for a DB. That's true. Hopefully, we can end up getting some quality depth. Well, I, I really do believe... I, I really do believe that they're at looking for a safety. Um, there are some safeties that have Louisiana connections in the portal. We'll see. Um, do I think that you need to add a safety? Probably. Probably. Um. But look, I, I have been very reserved on this guy, but I will say this tonight because it's getting it's kind of late. I've been pretty reserved on Sage Ryan and hadn't said much about him or but man, I gotta tell you, he's gonna have to step it up this year, guys. He's gonna have to step it up. Like he's had some big plays, but man, he's had some bad ones too. And I don't know. He's got to get better in coverage. He's got to get better in coverage. He was abysmal at times last year in coverage. Kevin says, are we still in a good place for Colin Simmons? Yes. And do we add another offensive lineman? Offensive lineman in the portal or offensive lineman in this recruiting class? Obviously, yes, for the recruiting class. I just don't know um, if you add another one. Now, BK has talked about over the last week that he really likes the depth along the offensive line. I think it would have to be really spe a really special human being to add on to that. Because now you get in Paul Mabingo, you get in Tyree Adams, you bring in Lance Hurd and Mason Lunsford is now on campus. Um, so for that reason alone, for that reason alone, I don't think that you do. I think you have your starting seven. And I'm going to call them the starting seven. Because I think that the week the the spring that Marlon Martinez had has put you in a scenario where him and Charles Turner could or might even get some rotational reps uh, at center. What's interesting is going to be finding out where Mason Lunsford starts. Does he come in immediately and start right guard? And and Emory Jones continues to stay at right tackle. It, that would be that's going to be interesting. You know my thoughts on that. If you've watched this show enough, I want Emory Jones in at guard. Um, but if Mason Lunsford is as good as we anticipate him to be, and, and look, you kind of maybe have eight. You maybe have eight. Let's let's talk about him right now. You have Will Campbell, Mason Frazier, um. Charles Turner, Mason Lunsford, Emory Jones, Garrett Dellinger, Marlon Martinez, and Lance Hurd. So you have you have eight offensive linemen that you could really run out there that can do some really good things. And those guys, can, some of them, Lance Hurd could be elite, right? And a lot of people like Tyree Adams. Um. I don't think that you have nine. I think you have a solid eight. So if you have injuries along that along that offensive line, you have quality depth there. I've said this once. I'll say it a thousand times over until the time that Brian Kelly wins a national title. I've always said if Brian Kelly brings the offensive line that he had at Notre Dame to LSU, you're going to win. He's going to win two natties. It's going to win two natties because you're too, you'd be too dominant of an offensive line with the skill play that um, you would get at LSU because of how you can recruit in state. Yeah. Uh, James Washington says 2025 Louisiana is loaded again. It is loaded. I think it might be more loaded than this year. 
Pierce Lee says, I could see Cruz catching fire in the SEC tourney and locking in a re- locking in for a regional Omaha, hopefully. Maybe so. David says, it costs so much less to dust after than trying to season the water. It costs much so much less. N- no, it doesn't. If you dust your crawfish and you don't season them in the water, you're not getting seasoning. That is disgusting. If you are not boiling the boiling water, if you're not seasoning your water and then after it's boiled, letting them puppies sit, that is disgusting. What are y'all doing? Don't come, don't come up in this show talking about dusting y'all crawfish. Y'all, that is that is gross, man. It, it, it legitimately is gross. You're boiling. You know what you do when you boil crawfish and you boil them plain? You boil the dirt off of them. It's all you do. Maybe I guess you could put you could do two pots and boil the dirt off of them and then put them in boiling water and then get, let them get some of that seasoning maybe, but that's gross, dude. I really want to boil me some crawfish this weekend. How do y'all how how do y'all let your family dust the crawfish? I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, Brandon says, don't invite me for, over for that one. Hell yeah, Brandon, you damn right. Trey says, Blake, glass half full, glass half empty mentality. Can't have a football mentality when it comes to baseball. Take a deep breath, Tiger fans. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, you really can't. You, you really can't. Uh, you got to. Man, you got to be so much more patient in baseball. So much more patient. Like, if this were football, man. But you'd still be the number two team in the country, for what it's worth, with a loss. But Trey's right there, man. You got to be so patient. So patient in baseball. And look, you've got you've really got three sports that are hitting on all levels. By the way, if you watch Wednesday's show, I got eaten alive by this Beth Tarina stuff. Blake, just come out and say fire her. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not purging anything. He says you purge them before you ball them. If you are not seasoning the crawfish while you're boiling them, that is disgusting. It is a scientific fact, a scientific fact that if you dust your crawfish, you are dusting them into the shell. You are not dusting them into the meat. It is basic chemistry 101. Science. It is just, what are you doing? Ryan says, I boil 200 pounds roughly for Good Fridays, and I don't let anyone dust crawfish. Yeah, there's no way. Cindy says, where do you live that you dust your crawfish after boiling? Yuck. Yeah, I know. Probably 337. David, you from the 337? David, David, 1,000% from the 337. Adam B says, how the F do they season all the fixings? I don't know. But I bet you David's from the 337. I put major money on that. Major money that my man David is from the 337. Anyway. All right. Let's get out of here. We'll see y'all Sunday. No, not Sunday. 
Edward O says, y'all still talking about Dustin? Yeah, Edo, they brought it in here. They brought it in here. We hadn't talked about that in two weeks. We hadn't talked about it in here in two weeks, and they brought it back up. Pierce says, this discourse is tearing Louisiana apart. <laughs> oh, God. It's true. It's true. All right, we'll see y'all soon. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.